In today's show, we've got news about Disney Cruise Line happening inside of the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Festival of the Arts is returning. Swan Reserve restaurants are revealed. Plus headline news, meetups, trivia, and so much more all in today's Disney Parks Podcast. Welcome to the Disney Parks Podcast with your hosts, Tony Castlenova from DisneyByTheNumbers.com and Parkhopper John from WDWParkhoppers.com. Keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast at all times and get ready for the Disney Parks Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome to the part of any vacation is the stories you make while you're there. And no one can help you build your own vacation story more than Destinations to Travel. Destinations to Travel is an authorized Disney vacation planner and Universal Resorts preferred agency, as well as a specialist in sandals and beaches resorts and Hawaii destinations. We've worked with all cruise lines and provide one-of-a-kind special needs travel services. Visit d2travel.com for more information. Don't wait. Contact Destinations to Travel to build your vacation story today. That's right. The best thing that you can do is go to DisneyParksPodcast.com forward slash travel. And then that'll that's the quickest way to get in touch with uh, Destinations to Travel. Make sure that you get on the list for uh, any type of specials that Disney is putting out or their uh, free dining options. They're thinking that some type of, a, not free, but like a dining plan should be coming down the pipeline pretty quick. So. Yep. Check that out. Sorry, I didn't mean to jump the gun on you. How you doing tonight, everybody? What's going on? How you doing, Uncle Tony? I'm doing good. Welcome to Fun Day Monday. Fun Day Monday. Yeah, we uh, we've had a good night so far. Doing really well, and uh, we've got a couple of things we want to talk about. But before we do that, we want to make sure that we give a shout out to uh, Christina Smith and Pat O'Connor. Uh, Pat's doing the Disneyland news for all the articles that they're writing over at DisneyParksPodcast.com. They're doing a great job for us. They are also part of the uh, Destinations to Travel crew. We uh, we are so grateful to have them. They are awesome. The articles are great. You learn a lot, and uh, they are awesome. So we we appreciate them very much. So thank you. And uh, yeah, what do you what do you want to talk about tonight? You've got, you've got yeah. So I got a little uh, sh- uh, show and tell. First is on Friday night we did the California Grill fiftieth uh, anniversary price fixed uh, three course dinner. And I thought I'd uh, whip up some photos for you. Uh, if I could get them come up, there we go. So that's the menu. Uh, there is a special on here. It's a 32-ounce uh, prime rib uh, tomahawk steak. Uh, here's the problem. Since this is price fixed and the steak is for two, they charge you $89 and $89, and then there's an upcharge of $80. So it's a $259 steak. That's Enjoy. That's awesome. Yeah. I uh, will not ask what I'm thinking, but you know what I'm thinking. Yep. Uh, this was the uh, 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 lobster bisque soup. Then we nice. got uh, here. Come on, come on, come on. I don't always really see. It. This is the duck louange uh, flatbread. Nice. And all these are things that were on the menu and very popular at its time. This mm-hmm. is the. This was my favorite. This is the uh, sushi trio. So mm-hmm. it was the uh, California roll on the right, the Kazan uh, in the middle, and oh gosh, I think it was the spicy tuna. Wait, hold on, I have the menu here. 
I don't have to be an idiot. Yeah, man, you don't. You yeah. got a cheat code right yeah. there. Uh, shrimp tempura roll. That's what it was. Sorry. Then you got the. Come on. Come on. You can do it. You can do it. Uh, three of us had this. This was the filet mignon. There's a little piece of broccoli and uh, some potatoes. So that was it. Well, I yeah. think that was a little underwhelming for what I'm paying yeah. for. Yeah. I could have gone out to Steakhouse 71 and gotten that. <laughs> this was the uh, mushroom uh, ravioli, which was uh, yeah, pretty pretty good. Pretty good. How, how does it compare to Ravello? It was good. It was good. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, okay. I had this. This was the uh, souffle, and this was now. Listen to this. This is supposed to be an iridescent Grand Marnier souffle. Creamsicle ice cream and macerated Florida citrus. Does that not sound good? It sounds good. Is that what that is? Yes. The ice cream did not taste like the creamsicle. And the souffle, for me, I think was undercooked because it was very grainy. Mm. So that went south. Sorry to hear that. Yep. This is what they call, what is the name of this thing? This is five magical bites, 50 years in the making. So they're uh, uh, one, one, one of each of the bites represents 10 years and a chef, a specific chef that had worked at Top of the World through uh, California Grill. So this was like uh, a little collaboration of everybody. Nice. And last but not least, oh, there we go. This was the ever favorite Valhalla. Chocolate port. And that was uh, very, very yummy. All right. That was uh, California. Saturday, uh, (laughs) went over to the Magic Kingdom, and I did, uh, what are they calling this now? Uh, uh, Magic Kingdom 50th Anniversary Disney Enchantment Fireworks Dessert Party Seats and Treats. A go-go. (laughs) <laughs> does the guy get paid by the word yeah i, I mean, guess so like- i guess so so there's actually three of these uh there's a pre-show a post-show and then the show show we did the seats and treats because you actually got a seat i didn't right. want to stand in the corral with you know thousands of other people mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. your reservation will say check-in time starts at seven that's incorrect your check-in time is actually at six thirty when they start seating people so mm-hmm. we found this out, luckily, passing through there at 6. And she's like, no, we're going to start seating at 6.30. So we got a seat, like, right on the railing of the Tomorrowland Terrace, that you know, the lower area. So we got a really good seat. Um, so this is, this is our view. You know, we had a nice view of the public. Nice. Can't see the whole thing. But this was our view of the the castle and everything, so it was, it was pretty good. This is just a small view of the come on, uh, yeah, yeah, of the food at the dessert party. So they had like some cheese stuff. They had some uh, chocolate covered strawberries, some fruit, some little push pop kind of things. So it was an assortment of all kinds of stuff. There was drinks, and here, kids, this is the punchline to this event. Alcohol was included in your price. So, so it was sitting out there the whole time? So, is that beer? 
Yeah, they had two beers, uh, a Prosecco, uh, and then uh, a rosé wine, a white wine, and a red wine. Yep. Yep. So, uh, that was that. Now, also in the Magic Kingdom, there's two separate 50th anniversary collections. So, over at the Emporium, in the middle section, is one collection, and I I forgot the name of what that was. On the right-hand side, in the cinema area, is what they're calling the Vault. They have all these cool little vintage. So this is a vintage patch. Nice. Right? Came comes with a pin. Here's another vintage patch. Comes with a pin. Uh, then you got the vintage Mickey patch. Ho ho ho! You got the Barsh Goofy. Barsh. Got the vintage that, and then the fiftieth anniversary patch and pin. Angle it down just a hair. Yep. There you go. Take a little bit of the glare off of it. Yep, there you go. Uh, then they also had some cute little stickers. Little Mickey Mouse Club nice. sticker. Nice. And a little vintage, like this used to be the license plate that you used to be able, yep. be able to buy yep. for your car. Well, they yep. also have the license plate. If you <laughs> really? want this one back for your car. If you lost yours back in 1972. And this used to be on shirts uh, back in the day. So, wow. Yeah. So these were all right. They're not cheap. They the stickers were four ninety nine. The patches were ten bucks. So that's not bad. It's yeah. not bad for what yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could have been higher. Could have been much more. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, just to finish out my year, I have a cruise coming up. <laughs> I have a drawn to life. And a Merry Christmas party uh, after hours. So those are things that you can look forward to me chit-chatting about. So we're here to uh, review things, so you don't have to. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We'll do it, and then you'll know about it. <laughs> That's right. That should be right. our new tagline. We did it, we'll, now you know about it. We, we did it, so you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Is there anything else you want to talk about? No, that's it. All right, there's nothing else we can do then but get into the news. And now, Disney Parks Podcast News. Well, it seems like our good friends at Disney are taking some of that well-earned money from all the new passes and the Lightning Lane, and they went out and bought a brand new cruise ship float that will be appearing in this year's Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, which is... Awesome. One of the guest's favorite holiday season, one of Disney's guests' favorite traditions is uh, curling up next to the TV on Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade uh, and hanging out with family and watching that. Uh, isn't that what channel is that on? Is that on NBC? NBC. NBC. Yeah. Didn't it used to be on ABC? Might have been. All right. So uh, Disney is beyond excited to share that there will be an extra sprinkle of pixie dust in the parade this year as Disney Cruise Line's brand new cruise ship float embarks on its maiden voyage in New York City as part of, as part of the 95th Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Now that I can actually speak English. The imaginatively designed ship has been christened Magic Meets the Sea and is inspired by the fantastical style of the Disney Wish, which, coincidentally, set sail summer of 2022. Um, call your travel agent and book 
uh, passage now. Um, the new float showcases the majesty of a Disney Cruise Line vessel and features iconic design elements, including a Mickey Mouse-inspired color palette, uh, towering red funnels, and an intricate filigree motif along the hull. The float will also spotlight 15 favorite Disney friends who represent the stories and experiences on board the Disney Wish, including Captain Minnie Mouse, Princess Tiana, Aladdin and Jasmine, Cinderella, and more. Disney will be sharing even more magical details about the Disney Cruise Line's parade appearance, so guests can keep an eye out on the horizon. Uh, guests should be sure to gather their friends and family and tune in to the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade on their promoting NBC. Wow. Uh, on November 25th, and that's running from 9 a.m. until noon in all time zones. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It's a, I like to watch it too. I like to yeah, watch I'd, it for the Rockettes uh, pieces. I I'm wondering who's going to be like when they have the float. They usually have something yeah. something there. Mm-hmm. I wonder what Disney artist is going to be singing. Yeah, yeah. You know who's it going to be? Who's who's the new hot and yeah. up and coming singer for Disney? Right. Yeah, we'll see. We shall see. Hey, mark your calendars uh, for the Epcot International Festival of the Arts, January 14th to February 21st. Don't, didn't this run longer? It did. Yeah, okay. It, it wasn't me when I saw this. Okay. Yeah, when I read the dates, I was like, I was like hmm, what does huh. it seem? Seems yeah. a little short. Yeah. Uh, the new year will be here before you know it, and uh, now it's time to make your plans to visit Epcot. Uh, the festival will start on January 14th, so make your plans. The global celebration of the performing, culinary, and visual arts runs February 21st through February 21st, 2022. It's part of the world's most magical celebration honoring the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. And there are so much more good news. The Disney on Broadway concert series is returning for this year's festival where guests can see some of their favorite entertainers from Disney Broadway shows perform Disney songs at live at the America Gardens Theater in Boris. Okay, stay tuned for updates about entertainer and the schedule. And during the Festival of the Arts, you can have such great experiences such as culinary delights from food studios around uh, the world showcase. The wonderful walk of colorful Cuisine, a fun food stroll featuring five delicious sweet and savory treats. There'll be chalk artists uh, turning walkways into stunning landscapes and portraits. Aren't they afraid? Do they cover this up in case it rains? Or how do they get the maintenance people not to clean the sidewalk off? Aren't they concerned? I don't, Every time I see them, I'm like, how does this not get wiped off at night when they, you know, sandblast the pavement? I'm pretty sure it does. That's why they keep them around for two weeks. They just oh. draw something different yeah. all the time. Yeah. I would think. I mean, okay, yeah, maybe. Uh, there'll be photo ops where you can step into famous artwork. Uh, there'll be the paint by number mural. There'll be nice. figments brush with master scavenger hunt. I'm shocked. Uh, performance and visual artists. Uh, special festival merchandise. So there you go. Check it all, all right. out starting January 14th. Now, do you think they'll have all the Disney artists that are normally there, or do you think they're going to scale that? I think it's going to be very limited. Yeah, I think they're going to scale it back. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure. Because some of them are probably like, I'm not coming. Yeah. No way I'm going to be around the huddled masses. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't. I mean, especially some of those artists who are really uh, older. They're yeah. like the highest. Yeah. Like you know, Dotson and your Dots. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. The highest, the highest level of, yeah. you know, danger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't go. Yeah. No way. Right. I'll go, but I have to be in Tony Castlenova's bubble suit. <laughs> you know, that's the way I roll, baby. Yeah. You can take pictures from 20 feet over there. Yeah. I'll sign your artwork and flip it over to you. Right. Um, Disney Photo Pass service and Snap collaboration uh, continues with new augmented reality lenses at Walt Disney World Reserve. Didn't you do a few of these when you were out there? No, I did a um, a preview in Snapchat with the Mickey. That's they had, right. They had a like a I don't know ten minute preview that I was able to snap. Yeah. yeah. Favorite Disney characters and Disney park icons will soon come to life in immersive new ways at Walt Disney World Resort as Disney Photo Pass Service and Snap are continuing their collaboration with new augmented reality photo moments. Combining camera technology developed by Snap with beloved Disney stories, uh, the interactive new Disney Photo Pass lenses create a magical, one-of-a-kind experience sure to make you smile. These uh, latest Disney Photo Pass lenses will be available directly through the My Disney Experience app as soon uh, as part of the purchase of Disney uh, Genie Plus service. Oh, excuse me. They'll be available through the My Disney Experience app as part of the purchase of the Disney Genie service, which is already launched. So, hey, you buy the Disney Genie service, you get this little snap Photo Pass lens thing. What a bargain at half the price. That's exactly uh, a select sampling of these lenses will also be complimentary through the Snapchat app. Uh, the lenses are also a special way to capture memories during the world's most magical celebration. The incredible 18-month event commemorating the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World, in case you haven't been paying attention for the last six months. Uh, whether guests are in their Disney Resort hotel room, traveling on the Disney Skyliner, Tony's shirt tonight is uh, Skyliner, right? Skyway. Very nice. Uh, Or waiting for the character Cavalcade to begin. Uh, You can capture photos and videos with Disney PhotoPass lenses to your heart's content. While many Disney PhotoPass lenses can be used across Walt Disney World Resort, others like the Remy's lens will be available exclusively at specific areas of the park. Say, oh, I don't know. Remy's Ratatouille Adventure at Epcot? Shocked. Just guessing. I'm guessing. That's me speculating. The fun continues even after a Disney vacation because guests can also enjoy some Disney PhotoPass lenses up to 45 days after the day they visit with Disney Genie Plus service, including one of Disney's favorites, which lets, lets guests recreate one of the most iconic scenes from Lady in the Tramp. Uh, guests can open the My Disney Experience app and be sure to try it with their dog or cat. Oh, I don't suggest that you roll the meatball with your nose. Try to get your dog to do it because it's messy. 
I've tried it. It's not good. Uh, with the purchase of Disney Genie Plus service, Walt Disney World guests can access many Disney Photo Pass lenses in the My Disney Experience app as soon as they enter the park. Select Disney Photo Pass lenses are accessible only within designated areas of Walt Disney World Resort. Other Disney Photo Pass lenses will remain accessible in the My Disney Experience app until 5.59 a.m. on the 45th day after the day on which the Disney Genie Plus service. Very specific was- time. Yes. <laughs> Don't get it till 6. Not, not midnight. Not 5.50. 5.45. Oh, gosh. All right. Disney uh, announced some details of the new restaurants coming to the Walt Disney World Swan Reserve. That's the building they built next to, or across the street from, I should say, the Swan and Dolphin. See. Yep. Uh, Four new restaurant concepts will uh, debut as part of the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin expansion uh, over at the reserve when the tower opens soon, soon. The full-service restaurant, Amar, uh, the poolside bar and grill called Tangerine, a grab-and-go called Grounds, and then the lobby lounge called Stir. The hotel's signature restaurant will be a Mediterranean-inspired Amar. Amar, which means to love, is a casual upscale venue inspired by the taste and cultures of the Mediterranean region. Uh, the menu focuses on uh, highlighting the fresh, premium ingredients popular in this area, including a wide variety of seafood, citrus, olive oils, pasta, and piattas. So, this is like uh, Toledo. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> okay. T- just, Toledo, yeah. Yeah, just checking. Uh, the restaurant will feature an extensive Mediterranean-based wine list featuring several specialized wine flights, from selections from across the region, the resort's grab-and-go outlet grounds will feature craft coffee, sandwiches, pastries, and more, providing a great way to fuel up quickly while on the move for your meetings or while visiting parks. And as a nod to the area's rich citrus history, menu mm-hmm. items throughout all four venues at the Swan Reserve will feature citrus-inspired menu items, including mm-hmm. entrees, dessert, and craft cocktails. Nice. I'm excited. I listen. A new restaurant at Disney. I'm I'm all for it. Bring it on. Yeah. And I and I just to go back and make sure that nobody's freaking out right now. Toledo is Spanish, mm-hmm. uh, which is not necessarily Mediterranean inspired. So this is going to be Mediterranean inspired. So you'll get uh, a little bit different flavor profile in your food, which would be great. But it's still going to be seafood based. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking of uh, Topolino's. That's Mediterranean. Yeah, Topolino. Yeah, because that had that's, French, Italian. Yeah, yeah it's got yeah. a lot of different, yeah. got a lot of different influences in their yeah. in their dining. Yeah. And Citrico's, I think, still is also Mediterranean based as well, because it had some, yeah. uh, you know, French and uh, Italian things on their on their last menu too. Yeah, excellent. I'm looking forward to it. I drive by it. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think it's a pretty hotel. Now, the one side when you're driving, like, you got the hotel on your left and like, yeah. the swan, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe not the best profile, but yeah. on, on the road going down World Drive, it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's gorgeous. It's yeah. gorgeous. I just want to know what they're going to do with all the foot traffic of the people trying to get from that to the swan and dolphin to use the amenities such as pool and gyms and 
all those things. I, I just want to know how they're going to get people across th- that road without anybody getting killed. Because it's a very busy road. Yeah, they're going to have to build a bridge. They're going to have to. Going to have to. Uh, that's what I say. They'll, they should build something like they've got to like at Disney Springs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Build it, cross it over. But mm-hmm. what do we know? We're just too... We're not traffic engineers. We're just smart people. Yeah. Uh, hey, if you would like to support the show, keep it on the air, keep it free, uh, the best thing that you could do is to support us at DisneyParksPodcast.com forward slash Patreon. So we'll always have the free part, which is there, as long as we can you know, afford things like hosting and stuff. That's why. Uh, that's why we have our patrons. Our patrons help keep the show up and running. They also allow us to do some really cool things throughout the year. Um, but what we do is we create up to three shows each week just for our patreons we also do a special live show every monday just for our patreons and uh we have everything from like a five dollar uh a month ten dollars so there's a level you can get the the shows all the swag and a disney by the numbers t-shirt delivered directly to your door all of that Plus, Patreon also has a way that you can pay for the year in advance and save 10% on top of that. So go over to uh, DisneyParksPodcast.com forward slash Patreon. Sign up today. Give it a try. You don't, you know, you don't have to sign up for the long haul. You can just try a month and let us know what you think. Yep. But if you like Disney Plus, if you like a little bit deeper chatting, you know, when we kind of go off tangent, that's kind of what we do a little bit over there. So uh, love to have you. We want to thank all of our current patrons. Uh, we love uh, having you guys as the Disney Parks Podcast family. And hey, thank you so much for everybody who supports the show. Sounds great. Hey, don't forget December 10th, which is a Friday. We are doing our monorail slash Christmas crawl. It will start at 6 p.m. at the Outer Rim. That's on the fourth floor of the Contemporary Resort. Be there. Be square. We're going to go Contemporary, Poly, Grand Flow, and then back to uh contemporary where it all will begin we're gonna see the christmas trees we'll have some cocktails we'll have some snacks and food and all that other kind of stuff so don't forget to join us sorry uh hey last week john we had a trivia question yes and the trivia question was which disney princess attended elsa's coronation day in arendelle that would be Rapunzel. That is correct. If you watch the movie, you can see her walking across the dance floor there. So, Yep. yep. Uh, winner, winner, chicken dinner. That's Robert, uh, who had the correct answer. Mm. All right. This week's question may be a little bit tricky. Mm. You have to be doing some Googling and some movie watching. But the question is this, John. Mm. How many breadsticks were on the table, actually the plates, during the iconic scene from Lady and the Tramp where they're eating spaghetti outside the restaurant. Outside Dude, of that's Tony's. A, are they in an olive garden? Because they're unlimited breadsticks. That's a... <laughs> <laughs> that's a tough question. Oh, yeah. that is really tough. Yeah. That's I a can... good, tough question. If you think you know the answer, send that to Disney Parks Podcast at gmail.com. Yep, yep, absolutely. All right, guys. Uh, registration is now open for the 2021 Condo Associating Meeting. And why are we talking about that on a Disney podcast? Simple. Because Disney Vacation Club members can now register to attend 
said 2021 condominium associating meeting later this year. The 2021 condo meeting will be held on Thursday, December 9th in the convention center of Disney's Contemporary Resort. The board of directors meeting is scheduled for 2 p.m. with the members meeting to follow at 2.10. Wow, that's, that's, that's a tight schedule. Yes. Mm-hmm. Steve, Steve, Bill, Bill, Ted, Fran, how you doing? Good, good. Okay, down to business. We got, we, we got these 17 things you need to get through in the next nine minutes. Go. Uh, hosting an annual public owners meeting is a regulatory requirement. However, much of the content is heavily scripted. At board members meeting uh, to ratify budgets and share a brief recap of 2021, along with things to expect in 2022. The 2020 meeting was heavily influenced by the COVID-19 pandemic with socially distant seating and very limited interaction between attendees and executives. A brief Q&A session is provided. However, it is ostensibly limited to budget-related questions only. (laughs) In previous years, the meeting was followed by a reception with free refreshments, Disney character photo opportunities, and the opportunity to meet one-on-one with Disney Vacation Club and resort executives. In 2019, attendees were treated to a preview tour of Disney's Riviera Resort just days before its opening. Uh, These meetings typically run 60 to 90 minutes. And I'll tell you a funny thing they just did there. Mm -hmm. Meetings uh, can register. Members can register to attend by visiting the Disney Vacation Club website and clicking on My DVC, then Condo Association News. Content will be provided live at the Contemporary with a teleconference provided to Disney's Grand California Hotel. Facial coverings and social distancing are required along with completion of a COVID-19 waiver. So the 2021 meeting's coming up. This mm-hmm. is what's going on. Right. Board members go at 2 o'clock. The meeting, members meeting starts at 2.10. Mm-hmm. Heavily scripted, basically talking about budgets. A brief Q&A session is provided. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not talking about a lot. That's it. That's right. all you should expect <laughs> because right. then they go into this long list of in previous years, there was a reception. Right. There's right. no mention of reception for this year. Yeah. No. Previous- we don't know. We don't know. There may be, there may not be there. Yeah. I had attended at several of these and uh, they were very informative. That's where I met uh, Ken Parrock, who, who was running a uh, DVC at the time yeah. and uh, gave me his business card, which was he now knows was a mistake. <laughs> Huge mistake. Oh, did I give that guy my card? Oh my god, what was I thinking? Bob, why didn't you warn me? Tiger's <laughs> like, hey. You're on your own, buddy. You gave your own him the card. Dumb enough to give him your card. That's on you. Yeah, just have your admin block his uh, email. We all did. <laughs> just filter it. Filter it out. Yeah. Create a rule. Tony Castillo yeah. goes into this pile over here. They all have gatekeepers for gatekeepers, so they, yeah. they don't see any of it. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, Disney plans to reroute traffic near the Grand Floridian. This is very interesting. Uh, if you ever driven towards the Magic Kingdom, you'll see the Magic Kingdom parking lot, that big, huge pile of dirt that's been sitting there for like the last few years. Well, that's... Yeah. Is the answer to that question. We kind of had some speculation on what this was going to be, but now they've kind of detailed some information. 
and some right. permits. So, uh, rotary modifications are planned in the area around uh, Disney's Grand Floridian, which also includes the Wedding Pavilion. Uh, it includes widening of the road from two lanes, so it's one in each direction right now, which is a bottleneck. Right. To four, so it'll be two in each direction. Uh, and the addition of three, three roundabouts. Three. So <laughs> there'll be one by the Grand Floridian where... So uh, if you've ever driven on Grand Floridian Way, it goes past the Grand Floridian. If you keep going past that, it kind of goes into the backstage area and then eventually out to Reams Road. Right. Now, driven it many times. Yeah. So right where the firehouse is and that traffic light that's not on, um, there will be a, a roundabout for that. Then there'll be one further down by the Grand Floridian, so you'll be able to get off the new road and go to the Grand Floridian. Mm -hmm. One further down by the Poly Road, mm -hmm. where you'll be able to get to the Poly. And I think one further down uh, by the... Um... No, that was it. That was it. That's the last one. Yeah. Uh, so some internet sources uncovered permits filed with the South Florida Water Management District. That's the first thing that has to get filed. Uh, featuring adjustments to roadways on the west side of the Magic Kingdom Resort area, Floridian Way will be rerouted around backstage support areas and widened <clears throat> to four lanes. Additionally, three roundabouts will be added along the route, uh, with one feeding directly into the Grand Floridian Resort. The other two roundabouts <coughs> are positioned at an exit point from the transportation and ticket center parking lot to allow access to the Grand Floridian overflow parking, cast parking, and support facilities currently positioned in the opposite side of Floridian Way. The middle of the three roundabouts is positioned at the current entrance to the Grand Floridian entrance. Uh, you'll be able to see this on a map. We don't have the map. Further up the road, this theoretically creates a larger plot of land between the Floridian Way and the Magic Kingdom and Seven Seas Lagoon, which could be used for future development. And people are speculating a hotel. Mm -hmm. So remember, we said it here, hotel possibly coming. Uh, the I, I heard even rumors that it's going to be one of the original hotels that was planned to go around Seven Seas Lagoon. Really? Yes. Interesting. Uh, I think uh, I forgot the name of it. It was the Italian one. I think it's the, the what the hey, speculation is. Hey, it's Italian. Hey. Uh, <laughs> uh, the current Floridian Way can be removed with the new route in place. However, current permits do not suggest any immediate plans for construction. Uh, there are also wetlands considered in this area, like on the right-hand side of that near the golf course. Uh, the permit application cites 1.97 miles of new roadway with the plan encompassing more than 70 acres of land. Plans for the roadway modifications were submitted in early October and are currently under review. Wow. There you go. That's fascinating, man. The chat room says the Venetian. I think you're correct. Venetian? The Venetian. Yep. Yeah. It's either a hotel or it's uh, support for the Magic Kingdom. Right. Or, not go with me on this, what if it's an expansion to the Magic Kingdom? Mm, too far outside the berm. Is it? I think so. Does the berm really matter at this point? Well, it doesn't matter since they put Tron on the other side of the berm. 
I was gonna say, I'm just saying. Yeah, but you know. this is way far outside the berm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, if, but if they, I wouldn't put it past them. If they could physically put a uh, a resort there, they should. Mm-hmm. Uh, and wouldn't it be cool if they could put a resort? And I'm not looking in a map, so I'm purely just blowing smoke right now. Wouldn't it be cool if they could put a resort that empties you, you could go into the Magic Kingdom from the back door like they do at the Grand Californian? Yes. Sign me up. Mm, yes, that would be great. Yep. I think yeah. they will eventually do that to most theme parks. Build a hotel that will yeah. have direct access to the park. Well, for the longest time, we were hearing rumors that the they're going to put one. in the front of Epcot. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't seen anything about that. But, you know, hey, yeah. COVID kind of screwed a lot. All right, of so up. I was over in that area uh, last week, and there's still dirt being moved. And there is still some, you know, like, you know, where they put up the fake beam so that the dump truck knows the height limit. Yeah. You know, the post with the beam and the little, you know, so there's still some of those up in that area. So I don't know if I've, I don't know if they've thrown that idea completely out. I'm sure the pandemic has slowed them down, but I don't think they've thrown it completely out yet. No, I don't think so. I think, you know, uh, having gone to Disneyland Paris. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, having a hotel right at the entrance. I mean, could you imagine having having a room with a view that you could see the ball and then you could actually see the fireworks behind the ball? Right. I mean, dude, right. I mean, who wouldn't want to stay there? Right. I want to stay there. I would almost want to stay there more so than Harkin and I say this. Right. More so than the, the Star Wars hotel. Yeah. And I really want to stay at the Star Wars hotel. Right. Uh, but my wallet is telling me to uh, to go pound sand, so that's not going to happen anytime right. soon. Right. Uh, in some really good news, horse-drawn carriages will be back for the holidays in Walt Disney World. Wow. Who knew? It's been over a year since Disney World reopened. There are still some activities that have not returned yet to the resort. But Pioneer Hall at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Capground uh, is gradually starting to see some of the fun activities come back. Um, most recently, there was a return of boat rentals at selected resorts, but now another form of transportation is returning. If you have dreams of once more dashing through the snow, you're not going to find it here because we live in Florida. That's right. Uh, but you can shut your eyes and imagine um, someone can flick like ice at you. Um, if you have dreams of once more dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh, you'll soon be able to do so at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground on a holiday sleigh ride starting on December 1st through December 30th. Each sleigh ride costs a mere $75 per carriage for a 25-minute ride, and each carriage fits up to four adults or two adults and three children. Or... One adult, six children, but you have to stack them like cordwood. Or half an adult. Let's no, forget it. Uh, <laughs> and sorry. Uh, the the, uh, the the after work giddiness is starting to kick in. I haven't had dinner yet, so I'm starting to get a little weird. Uh, and regular carriage rides will return at the cabins and campsite at Fort Wilderness in January of 2022 and at Disney's Port Orleans Resort Riverside in February of 2022. Reservations are highly recommended and can be made by calling 407-WDW-PLAY or 407-939-7500. 
a two nine. Yeah, interesting. That's uh, very. So maybe the no, maybe they'll do that for the no. When is it starting at the fort? Fort Williams. Uh, starting first. first. Right. So they're gonna miss Halloween. So they're not having the Halloween thing. But anyway, it's fun no. to go around and see people's yeah. lights. Yeah. Uh, you know, Halloween lights or Christmas lights. So uh, do it for Christmas. I'd say, yeah. if you're going to be down in the area, you'll enjoy it. Yes. Yep. Hey, Hong Kong Disneyland Resort announced new pricing. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> Yay, Bob Paycheck. <laughs> now they can feel our pain. Yeah. Uh, Hong Kong Disneyland announced that a new demand-based two-tier ticket pricing structure for park admission will go into effect October 19th. Mm -hmm. Under the new structure, there will be uh, different pricing for a one-day ticket on regular days and peak days. And then peak pricing will be $699 uh, Hong Kong dollars, or about $90 for the U.S. For general admission uh, for ages 12 to 64, and then $524, or about $67 for kitty tickets. Uh, price for the one-day ticket for regular days will remain unchanged for all types under the new pricing structure. One-day tickets will be valid for three months. New pricing for the resort's Magic Access Annual Pass Program mm. is uh, 287 U.S. for a gold membership, uh, 514 for a platinum membership. Uh, the price for an adult silver membership remains unchanged. So apparently the two top tiers got whacked. Everybody down at the bottom did not. Uh, new prices for the student slash child memberships under silver, gold, and platinum tiers are about 122 US or 204 US or 370 US, respectively. Nice. Now, listen to this one. Listen. Price for a senior one day ticket and Magic Access senior memberships will remain the same for the 10th consecutive year. And eligible guests with disabilities can also continue to enjoy their 30% discount on wow. a one day ticket. Wow. So they're discounting for the disabled and the seniors, which we are not doing in the US. I, I, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Well, that's because they value the elderly people yes. and they understand conceptually that if you're, if you're disabled, you're not going to get the full benefit to the park. So you shouldn't have to pay full price. Didn't yeah. we have a conversation about this like a, yes. a week or two ago? Yeah, I feel like we have. I feel like yeah. that. I'm not going to go into all the pricing, but let me just tell you this. They have a one day ticket price, a disabled ticket price, a two day ticket price. They have a Magic Access Platinum, their gold, and then their silver. So they're they're offering things more things to their guests than we are here in the states. I'm just just saying that thrown out there, Bob Paycheck. Yeah. Um, you know, I would like to see the disabled and the senior coming because, like my story that I think I told last week, is the woman was blind and deaf, and Disney was charging her full price. Full price. You know, just saying. Makes sense. I know. Some okay. things just make common sense, but yeah. 
Anyway, uh, speaking of Disneyland Paris, they've unveiled a sparkling Christmas program um, uh, involving festival events and attractions for its Christmas celebration this year, highlighted by a brand new Christmas parade. They said the P word. <laughs> Everyone gets the Disney parade except Walt Disney World. For the 50th. What, what did we do? What did we do? Did we accidentally, you know, besmirch someone's character and we just, for the rest of our lives, we... Apparently, <sighs> we didn't pay our entertainment bill in 2020. Apparently not. So ahead of its milestone 30th anniversary celebration in 2022, Disney's big French resort, their words, not mine, will launch a yuletide of sharing in both parks, as well as Disney Village and hotels this holiday season. Starting on November 13th and featuring the turn of chefs enchanting festive cuisine event. I had to slow down because I wasn't going to get that out. There will also be a welcome comeback for the stunning nighttime spectacular Disney Illuminations on December 21st. While the traditional show, The Lion King, Rhythms of the Pride Lands, also returns. Uh, visitors will uh, also discover Disney characters like you heard, guess, guess, just guess. Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy, and Stitch. I love Stitch. Not to mention Santa Claus. You've heard of him. Dressed in their finest holiday attire, adding to the magic of the season in both parks. The undoubted highlight, though, will be Mickey's dazzling Christmas parade. A burst of magic to celebrate winter, which the Disneyland Paris Imagineers have secretly been developing for several years, and which will be different by day and by night. Wow. So they're going to run it a couple times. Composed of, and this is, okay, let me pause. This is where Disneyland Paris is very different from the United States. Their parades are not large. This parade will be composed of five gigantic floats, uh, features not only Mickey and Friends, but also Disney princesses and Santa, accompanied by Tinkerbell. Each float will represent an idyllic Christmas scene with traditional decorations. You're okay over there, pal. Everything good? All right, excellent. Uh, and parade performers dressed in luminous costumes specially designed for the occasion. The return of the fan favorite show, The Lion King Rhythms of the Pride Lands, on October 23rd will add to the festivities in Disneyland Park's Frontier Theater several times a day, while the nightly performance of Disney Illuminations will make its comeback on December 21st. The 30-minute Lion King show was created especially for Disneyland Paris with impressive choreography and original costumes brought to life by singers, dancers, acrobats, and percussionists. The Illuminations extravaganza features state-of-the-art technology and incorporates sounds, lights, projections, fountains, breaks, uh, breathtaking pyrotechnic events set against the backdrop of Sleeping Beauty Castle that really does look like Sleeping Beauty Castle with the square trees and everything. To celebrate Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve, Disneyland Paris presents the unique Chef's Enchanted Festival Cuisine 
on December 24th and 31st. Plus brunches on December 25th and January 1st with exceptional menus in both parks and at hotel restaurants. Guests who book one of these meals will also have access to the New Year's Eve party to enjoy a selection of attractions and character account encounters. For more information on this and any of the things we've discussed, you can go to DisneylandParis.com. Trust me, Disneyland Paris is gorgeous. The new Marvel Hotel is incredible. You gotta go. You gotta make. You gotta make the. Uh, you gotta the make track. the trip. Yeah. yeah, it's worth it. Yeah, at least they're uh, bringing things back. <laughs> true, true. You know? And they're allowing they're allowing uh, people from other places in because some friends of mine went. Yeah, who were stationed in Greece. Oh, nice. And uh, they went a few weeks ago. So cool. There's that. Cool. Hey, kids, how about a little headline news? And now, the headline news. Okay, first up over at Disneyland Park, the Plaza Point. It's a store. It's the all-new holiday store on Main Street USA is now open. An all-new holiday store in Disneyland Park. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the park, of course, from California Adventure. Yeah. Okay. Little, uh, little park. Yep. Uh, Disney Junior Dance Party returns to California Adventure, not here, to there, which I found very interesting. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they're the ones with the tightest rules, and yet ours is not open. That's crazy. Okay. Crazy. Yep. Uh, speaking of Disneyland Paris, they are now officially on TikTok. So go search for Disneyland Paris, uh, and they are officially on the TikTok. It's the end of the world as we know it. Yes. Uh, you can also take one of Walt Disney's 50th anniversary Skyliners home with you. So they wrapped a Skyliner, you know, give it a 50th anniversary thing like the monorail, the bus, mm-hmm. everything else. Well, this is actually one of the little Skyliners that you can actually, you know, souvenir that you can take home and it's in a box and it's got its own little hanger. So it's kind of dang, very cute. Nice. Um, if you're a sports fan, uh, Disney's uh, NHL broadcast deal. So Disney uh, ESPN, we should say, is now going to broadcast the <laughs> hockey this year. And they will make a projected $100 million in ad revenue. $100 million. Jeez, <laughs> how long is this? How long is this contract for? I don't know uh, how long. The, I don't think it's said in the article. Uh, probably more than one year, I would assume. It is uh, return after 17 years, which nearly sold again. Your team at Jack's is $100 million ad sales just this season. I, I don't know how long the contract is for, yeah. but they're going to make 100 mil just this year alone. Yeah. There you go. There I- you go. <laughs> at least and Bob as- Paycheck wasn't in our pants for that one. <laughs> as a. Uh, as a shareholder, I applaud, I applaud you. you. That's right. Yeah. That's right. As uh, a sports fan, maybe not so much. Well, maybe. I don't know. The thing is funny. Depends on the know, ads. 
Because we, you know, we jumped on that deal like a lot of people did. We have ESPN Plus, mm. Hulu, mm. Uh, and Disney Plus, right? Yeah. So we jumped we, on we the bundle. Yeah, we didn't get the Hulu Live thing because we just mm. we we consolidated a bunch of stuff and just didn't make sense for us at the time. And so we were like, well, <coughs> we want to watch NFL Monday night. Where's that on? What's on? Um, it's on ESPN. Well, we should have that because we paid for it. Yeah. No. We don't. No. Because what's on ESPN Plus is not on ESPN. That's right. And I'm like, yeah. why Why even bother? That's like what's on the Discovery Channel is not on the Discovery streaming service. Or what's on the streaming service is not on Discovery. What's right. on the Paramount Network is not on the Paramount Plus. So, yeah. Correct. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, it, you know, if I was a sports I nut, thought most football... Was broadcast through DirecTV. I thought they had exclusive rights to broadcast every game under the sun. Unless you are, they do. And, but certain games, I think, have to be aired, right? Well, yeah, I mean, TV aired. Yeah, you know, the thing about the thing about the NFL Sunday Ticket. Trust me, this is something I've been researching all season long. Mm-hmm. The thing about Sunday NFL Ticket would be great for me because I want to see the, every Browns game, right? But because of the region that I live in, I don't get the Browns games. What right. I get is Tampa, Jacksonville, mm-hmm. Miami, mm-hmm. you know, Atlanta. I get mm-hmm. I get the Southeast, and I don't want the Southeast. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Fox has its deal to run its you know one o'clock and four o'clock games. Right. CBS has their deal for one o'clock and four o'clock games. Yeah. And then NBC does Sunday night game. And then ESPN does the Monday night game, and then Prime does the Thursday night game. Oh, okay. I so thought I saw the, football on Prime too. Yeah, he did, and it was the Browns this yeah. past week. Browns played on Thursday night, and I got to watch it because I got Prime. Prime, yeah, makes no sense at all. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. Very interesting. Hi right, guys. Well, that's uh, that's it for us tonight. We hope you enjoyed the show. Let us know what you think in the comments below. If you're uh, if you would like to join us live, you can always find us on Facebook at uh, 8 p.m. on Mondays. That's the facebook.com forward slash Disney Parks Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube and Instagram as well. But we want to encourage you to come to our home on the internet, which is DisneyParksPodcast.com. You'll find all of our articles, show archives, all sorts of really fun stuff there to learn and have fun with Disney and and learn more about uh, these places that we all love. You'll also be able to find links to our good friends and sponsors like our, our buddies over at Destinations to Travel. You go to DisneyParksPodcast.com forward slash travel. Sign up. Be the first to know if anything new drops from Disney, anything special. Or if you're looking to book travel, you got to reach out to these folks because it doesn't cost you a dime and it can save you a lot of time, energy, and frustration. And then finally, if you want to support the show directly, the best thing to do is go to patreon.com forward slash Disney Parks Podcast. You can sign up there. You can get up to three shows every week that are brand new. You can only hear them on Patreon. Plus, you get rewards. Plus, if you decide you want to support us for the entire year, Patreon will save you 10%. So, there's that. Anything else, T? Got nothing. That's all good. All right, guys. We appreciate each and every one of you. And as we always like to say, if we don't see you online, we will definitely see you in the parks. The Disney Parks Podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company. 
All Disney parks, attractions, lands, shows, event names, etc. are registered trademarks of the Walt Disney Company. (laughs) 